Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Empowering Her podcast. I'm Melody Pormorati, and today we are talking about how we can start owning our own unapologetic voice as women. Uh, this, this podcast is just prompted by so many things I witness uh, going on around us, how I see women dimming their light because they are constantly apologizing when they've done nothing wrong. Um, you know, there, there's a value to apologizing. It's truly a strength when, when you need to apologize for something, when you have a reason to apologize for something. But compulsive apologizing, which, which is something that we as women are doing, I think that that presents a weakness in personal relationships, in our working worlds. And I think awareness is the first key. Awareness is the key that once we notice that we're doing these things, we can stop them in their tracks, dissolve them, and then start using different words and phrases to express how we truly feel instead of constantly using I'm sorry, as a buffer for situations. So uh, I want you to really think about it. How many times a day do you say sorry? How often do you see women saying sorry? Like, why are we starting off sentences with I'm sorry, but, or I'm sorry that, when it has nothing to do with us actually being sorry? We, we walk around being sorry for our thoughts, our ideas, our expressions, our plans, um, and when you really think about it, do you know many men who are walking around and apologizing all the time? Like I personally don't. Um, and, and when I decided to write this podcast, I did a little experiment where I tuned in, you know, you can tune into things when something is on your mind, you're, you're hyper aware of it. And I started noticing the women in my life, including myself and my daughters who were, um, really apologizing all the time. And I started looking at my husband and my brother-in-law and other men in my life and noticing that they are making no apologies, nor should they. And that's something that we have to learn from the men in our lives. Uh, Just a little story before we kick off with our ideas. I went to Guitar Center yesterday with one of my daughters and she, you know, backstory is, A couple of years ago, she saved up her money and bought herself an electric guitar. And it was such an important purchase for her because it's the first time she bought herself a big ticket item. And unfortunately, this guitar kept having internal problems, electric problems, pickup wasn't working, uh, all of these different things. And we had to go back to Guitar Center so many times. And she, she didn't really get that pure joy that she wanted from that guitar, even though she loves the guitar so much. Um, she didn't get the experience that she was hoping for when she saved up all that money to purchase the guitar. So uh, about a year ago, finally, Guitar Center replaced the guitar for us. She was super happy started playing the guitar and guess what? We had problems with the guitar again. Uh, By the way, this is no, like we love Guitar Center. I'm not trying to speak ill of Guitar Center. They're amazing, kind people who have really treated us so well. I'm just trying to share an experience here with you. So we get the second guitar. They kindly replace that guitar and she starts having problems with the guitar again, right? So we've already taken it a couple of times. Yesterday, we were taking the guitar in again. 
And we get to the tech guy who's fixing the guitar for us and asking us questions about it. And my daughter keeps saying to me, mom, just leave it alone. It's fine. Don't worry. Just let him fix it. You don't need to ask so many questions. You don't need to cause problems where problems don't exist. And I, and I kept saying to her, sweetheart, I'm not creating problems. I'm using my voice. You, and, I, and of course, I wish my daughter would be using her voice, but I'm trying to set the example for her. I said, you saved money to purchase this guitar. You do not need to apologize for coming in to fix it and asking some extra questions to make sure it doesn't happen again. And this was just another example of how we as women, and it starts when we're young girls, we dim our light. We, We turn down the volume of what's important for us because we are sorry. We're apologetic. And the truth is, we shouldn't be apologetic. This guitar is a lemon. We've had problems with it twice now, and they should apologize. We should not apologize. And of course, they did apologize. But, but the reason I'm driving this home is to show you that, you know, my daughter was, was making what she needed and wanted and what was true and real unimportant and because she was apologizing for the way that she was feeling and for the facts. She was apologizing for facts that are beyond her control. So just kind of like a side story to put it into perspective. And I can imagine that if you really sit and think about it, um, you might you might notice things in your own life that happen uh, that that reflect what we're talking about here today. And just on the topic of being in Guitar Center, Another thing we noticed, my daughter and I, every time we go into Guitar Center is that there are all these men there who plug in their electric guitars into the amp and they rock out. They don't care if everyone hears the music that they're playing. They're happy to share the music. They're not apologetic that they're being loud and someone else is also testing out a guitar. But when the very few times that I've seen girls come into Guitar Center and plug that amp in. They are using it on the lowest volume setting. They don't want to disrupt anyone. They don't want to get in anyone's way. My daughter also being one of those people. Yesterday, we had to make sure that this guitar worked before we left because I was not going to drive back to Guitar Center again. So we plug it into the amp. She has it on the lowest volume. She plays like one little chord and she's like, okay, it works. I'm done. And I'm like, sweetheart, like play, like get, get the true depth of you know, if this repair worked this time before we leave. And once again, she was apologetic about turning the volume up, about rocking what she's got, where these men are walking around, no apologies doing their thing. We've got something to learn from them. Okay, so that's my little example that takes us into why we're sorry, how we're sorry. So what situations are we using the word sorry in? And when we notice we can stop, and I have like a double whammy on me. I'm a woman and I'm Canadian. (laughs) A little bit of humor in there because Canadian people are known for always apologizing and always saying sorry. So put, put being a woman on top of that and we are apologizing an awful lot. Okay, so here are some of the situations where we apologize. One is as a buffer, we apologize to just smooth over a situation, okay? Hands up, I do that. 
we do it when we feel guilty. It's a feeling we choose that doesn't serve us. And, you know, I always say to people, guilt is a useless emotion and it doesn't support you in the conversation at all. So drop the guilt. And, you know, once you drop the guilt, you can also start ap- stop apologizing for all of the things you feel guilty about. Um, we use sorry to support us through a conversation, right? And the counter of that is, can we please choose confidence over all of this? Again, choose confidence. Let, let drop the guilt, drop it all, and, and choose confidence instead of that apologetic voice that you've adopted for yourself. So we also do this when we want to people please. As women, we know what this is all about. We want everyone to feel comfortable. We want everyone to be happy with us. Uh, we want everything to get what they need of any situation. And so we say sorry to neutralize something that we might be about to say or something that someone else said because we want to soften the information that we want to share. Why do we have to soften the information we have to share? We can come from a place of kindness without being sorry. I'm going to say that again. We can come from a place of kindness without being sorry, okay? If you take anything away from today's podcast, I want it to be that. Nobody's telling you to to throw kindness out the window. You will always show up with kindness, but you don't have to be sorry. Okay, then there's, you know, simpler things, simpler reasons why we use the word sorry. Have you ever had someone bump into you and you've said sorry? I know I do that. I still catch myself doing that. These are just like little habits that we're apologetic for. Maybe not responding to an email on time and we start the email with, I'm sorry, you know, or if we disagree with someone, we say, I'm sorry, but I disagree, or I'm sorry, but this is how I feel. We need to change it up. So we need to step into that unapologetic voice. And how do we do that? Know what you want to say. Know what you want to say when you're entering a conversation where you feel that the word sorry and that apology might set in. I want you to know what you want to say and then say what you mean to say. You know that John Mayer song, say what you mean to say, say what you mean to say. Don't walk in there apologizing. You've done nothing wrong. Okay. So, so imagine yourself starting off the conversation with a firm tone, with a kind tone, and imagine what you will say instead of saying sorry. Uh, Imagine that empowered woman. Does she dim her light? Does she constantly apologize? Does she hide behind the words, I'm sorry, all the time? I don't think so. I really don't think so. So here are some replacements for situations in which we say, I'm sorry, or I apologize, and things to say instead. And if you can, I'd love for you to pause this podcast, go get yourself a notebook and write these things down because I think that these are gold. I think these are gold. Um, and I've had to work through them for myself. And I still, I still have to refer back to this to remind myself that there are ways to get my point across firmly and kindly without saying, I'm sorry. Okay. Did you get your notebook? All right, here we go. So how about sorry to keep you waiting? Sorry to keep you waiting, right? We're like 30 seconds late. Sorry to keep you waiting. What if instead you said, thank you so much for waiting. I'm excited to get started. Do you feel the energy shift in that? Starting the meeting off with sorry to keep you waiting, there's that guilt taking over. 
okay? But when you say, thank you so much for waiting, I'm so psyched to get started, there's a whole new energy about it, okay? Um, sorry, but you know, you're, you're at the coffee counter and uh, you get the wrong coffee and you say, oh, I'm so sorry, but I ordered my coffee black. That one rolls off my tongue so easily because I am constantly apologizing when someone else has done something. Again, it's an easy mistake to make. The barista mixed up your order. No worries, but you don't have to apologize. So instead, you could say, excuse me, I had actually ordered a black coffee. Would you mind replacing it? You see the difference in that? People respond to that energy. People respond to you putting out there in a firm and kind way as opposed to you coming in an apologetic tone. Because when you come and say, oh my God, I'm so sorry, this isn't my order, they all of a sudden are like, oh my God, you know? Um, But if you come from an energetic space and a firm space of knowing, then they meet you where you're at. Okay. So, so the important thing is that we are saving sorry for when it really matters, okay? When you bump into someone or when someone bumps into you, you could just say, pardon me or excuse me instead of saying, I'm sorry. Or instead of saying, I'm sorry to interrupt, I'm sorry. Why are we sorry to interrupt? Where Chances are you're not actually interrupting. You just want to share something and you're apologizing for interrupting. Instead, how about saying, oh, I'd actually really love to expand on that. Let me expand on that. So you're not interrupting, you're just adding to a conversation. You're expanding on a point that you want to make. Uh, And finally, I'm sorry, but I can't make it at that time, right? Someone's trying to set up a conversation with you, a meeting with you, a date with you, whatever it may be, and you say, I'm sorry, but I can't make it at that time. What about just saying, oh, unfortunately, I won't be available at that time, but I am available at this time. So slightly changing up the words that you use changes up the energy of the conversation and the energy of the interaction. Such small tweaks make such big differences. So I hope that this is making sense for you. And I'm going to leave you with an action step. It's a very simple action step. I dare you. I dare you. The next time you leave the house, right? You're going out. I dare you to count how many times a day you apologize. Okay? How many times a day are you apologizing? That's the action step for today. Uh, I think we've forgotten about what the word actually means. And it's important to step back into what does I apologize or I'm sorry really mean Use it when it's necessary. Use it when it's impactful, when you actually have something to apologize for. And start noticing all the times you're apologizing when you shouldn't be. And just that noticing is is a step in the right direction. Just that noticing is a willingness to start shifting it up for yourselves. So uh, thank you for joining me on this important topic. I am going to start counting how many times a day I'm apologizing. I'm going to change it up alongside you guys. If this podcast and the content meant something to you, please share it with someone you love um, and join our Facebook group if you haven't already done so, where we're talking about empowering principles like this one all day, every day. It's called The Business of Empowering Girls Impact Plus Profit. You just go into Facebook, you go into the group section, 
and you search for our group and uh, and just request to join and I will gladly welcome you in. I love you all. Thanks for hanging out with me and I will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.